You talk golden to me. It's my dream to have a golden beard. Younger <laughs> <laughs> but looks older. I'll even try a squat. Here we go. The, cl- uh, the uh, six of clubs. The golden. Welcome to another episode of the Talk Golden to Me video podcast show. Your host, Evan Golden, Golden TV, here in the studios, as always, at the Berman Law Group. And welcome to a special episode of Funny Friday. Today, I brought in my friend. We bonded, actually, at one of his comedy shows, which is pretty cool. I'm going to tell you a little about our story. Rich Aronovich. Rich is funny, is here in the studio. And and he basically just came in here to make us laugh, you laugh, and us laugh. So if we're not laughing, he's not doing his job. But just kidding. It's not a real set. We want to get to know inside of Rich's funny, Rich Aronovich. What made him become a comedian? Does he even think he is funny? Who told him he is funny? So we're going to find out everything that's going inside this man's brain. We're so excited to have you on set today. You've performed all over the country, performing your stand-up sets. They're great. I've personally seen it. That's where we met. Rich, welcome to the show. How about that for an intro? Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, yeah, I performed all over the world. Did I not say world? You said country. Well, okay. No, I no, apologize. You, no, I was good. bouncing back and forth. I only, there's only two other countries. <laughs> hey, that is awesome. So uh, you're a comedian? Yeah, that's what I do. You could actually do that for a living, like a full-time living, be it, a stand-up comic? That actually I mean, happens. you just have to take a class, and then two weeks later, boom, there you are. What, do they give you a certificate? You get a certificate, and um, it's like being a paralegal, but it's easier. Okay. No, I'm totally kidding. It takes <laughs> years of doing stuff that, like, I, oh, God, I used to do... When I started, I knew like the formula was just to do as much stage time as possible. So I did everything I had to do to get on stage. So the dues I paid is insane because it really there wasn't a lot of that. There wasn't the social media boom. So I had to like hand out flyers in the middle of Times Square, bring people. I produce shows. I uh, I used to uh, manage Stand Up New York, so they would give me ten minutes while they were paying their checks, right? So what I would do is I would wear a disguise as I sat them. So it would be like a hat with a ponytail. And then like I would switch shirts so they wouldn't know that, oh, the door guy's performing. So there was a chance that they'd actually listen, right? That's good. That's, you thought of that idea? Yeah. I like that. Yeah. It was, uh, it was my little sneaky way of like trying to be like, all right, let me see if I can get an honest reaction. Because the minute they realize, oh, here comes the, the, the intern, forget it. I, I toured with a couple people. One was great. One was a nightmare. Um, I told with Jim Brewer, he was awesome. A lot of marijuana? No, actually. Wow. Yeah, no, that's post, post so you do, marijuana. So you play, you, play one, you play one role and automatically you have that, that stigma for the rest of your career. It's funny, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, and also that goat boy thing. He's like, you know, he's like, look, it's my walk this way. But it's like, you know, it, it, you know he, he, he grew out of it. But people doesn't, you know, that's where he, what he's known for. When did you first know that you were funny? Really young, like when I was in a stroller, I used to lift up um, mannequin skirts and go woo woo, and people would laugh. Like I really wasn't able to speak, but I was able to make people laugh. And so I just it's it's in like in the family, you know. It's in the genes. Yeah, it's in down. the genes. Now this is what I want. You were talking about like the the past comedy coming up and the social boom. I feel I feel bad for comedians right now because I feel like it's impossible. To do a set and act now, we are at an all-time sensitive, you know, level it's, in America. Like, how can you even tell a joke these well, days? Well, it's, it's weird, right? Because, like, I have two. Sorry, I keep hitting this thing. I have two um, thought processes. If you're going to do stuff, I believe it's it's a horrible time in a lot of ways for comedy, right? Like, I 
when I performed for, let's say, younger, hip, like I was in East East uh, Williamsburg the other night, and I'm like, oh, are you triggered because I used a verb or a noun? You know, it's there's a lot of subjects where people I feel like are ready to get offended. Now, having said that, you kind of adjust. So I kind of go like, oh yeah, look, I'm very open-minded. I, I'm very um, woke, although I snooze sometimes. You know, I have a friend. Uh, they're um, they're transitioning, and I'm trying to fit in. So I'm like, I identify as a man, and that man identifies as a woman, and that woman identifies as a man. So no surgery. You know, so so it's a way to sort of like get to the punchline where you you like they're like, Ooh, okay, he's on, yeah. And I'm not a monster. Like, I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings, but I'm constantly saying, look, I'm trying to celebrate our differences, bring us together. We laugh together. We love each other. Everybody can relax. And I can feel the difference between mean-spirited comedy, because I do a lot of stuff that's considered um, ethnic humor, per se, or, you know, that, that pushes the envelope, which... I don't see it that way, but, you know, I grew up with, my grandparents are Holocaust survivors. We made Holocaust jokes to my grandparents, you know, and they were, and they would laugh. So the, the, the lines are blurred for me. Like if you have painful stuff and you make it funny, that's sort of the therapy of it. When you walk around going, I'm going to write a Yelp review and and try to ruin his career and make sure he doesn't ever work again because I feel triggered because he used a word that really made me feel sensitive. I'm like, you never took a punch in the face. Have you never been punched in the face? If you've never been punched in the face, then you don't know, you, you will be a lot less sensitive, right? Like I used to get beaten up for being Jewish because I killed Jesus. I'm like, do the math, I'm 13, right? So I don't get offended when people have, you know, they, when they say stupid things, I'm like, oh, okay, that's, that's, you're just, you don't get it. But I don't go like, I'm going to ruin his life. You know what I mean? Well, that, that, that's, the, that's the one bad downfall is with social media, which I love, is that most people that are going online are usually writing negative things. You get very rare positive reviews. Correct. And it's, they're going on used to, you know, to throw people under the bus or share the negative Which aspect. I like to make fun of those people. But, like, but the, like the, new, the big controversy is that kid that got hired on Shane Gillis. I watched the stuff that he got fired for. It wasn't funny. So I can't defend it. Like, if it was clever and funny, I'd be like, all right, listen, everybody needs to relax. But he's just, he's just throwing out racist epitaphs to sign, like try to seem cool. And I'm like, shame on Saturday Life for hiring someone who's not a veteran, who doesn't know what they're doing yet. Like, I get it, you want a young demographic, but vet them. Google, look, it wasn't hard to find. Where do you get most of your material from? Is it your everyday life experiences Pain. growing up? <laughs> no, Physical I, or mental? Um, no, uh, both. No, I try to take, um, I try to take, like, I'm observe and report, and I'm also, like, my own experiences. So if I'm, like, like, for example, okay, so I'm, I, I flew to Guatemala, and then I realized, I, I took a bike out, and I was like, and I was like, oh, I'm not safe. So I went back, and I also noticed they were very short. So, like, one of the jokes I wrote, I was like, oh, I was in a bad neighborhood in Guatemala called Guatemala, you know, uh, but genetically, they, they're this big. Well, some people found that very triggering because they walked a dog and that dog's best friend was named Guatemala. So it was very personal <laughs> to them and they lose their minds and try to get me like nuts. So I'm like, all right, listen, you just need to relax. You also probably got to know your audience in the crowd and where you're at. Absolutely. And also, can like, you do the same set in Boca Raton that you're doing in? Right. In so in Boca, I, I'm, 
I'm going to be a little prejudiced and say there's probably going to be northeastern Jews who have moved down here. So I'm going to Jew it up a little it's bit a good, more. Good prediction. Yeah. So I'm going to say like, okay, so the minute they identify, oh, like I have a you know joke about whatever being Jewish from the south and all that kind of stuff. So I try to sort of go like, oh, I'll have more permission to get away because I'm the naughty nephew. I'm the you know like they, they'll identify and also <laughs> like I don't do it. You can tell I'm not really mean spirited in what I'm doing, but I am saying some things where I'm like. It's amazing how much I get away with, really. You know, you saw the, you know, like pretty much I can get away with everything. I always pick out the things that are like the one exception of the woman that got offended about, you know, Guatemala. That will stick in my mind more than the accolades and people eat. Oh, you're so funny. That I, that I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Obvious. Let's look at the negative. <laughs> Heckler's a good thing. Do comedians love a heckler? It's like, hey, it helps feed off the set. You hate him. Do you ignore him? How do you, I guess, deal with a heckler? I'm, my secret sauce is I think quick. So, I'm generally going to win. I'm amplified. I'm militarily trained in heckling. Um, <laughs> but uh, there's, there's, there's two things. There's, the things I don't like is when they try to be funny. I'm like, what's your name? Fred. It's really Bill. <laughs> I'm like, just don't, don't say, here's the cake. Give me the ingredients and I'll bake the cake. Right? Don't try to be funny. That's my big pet peeve. And it's always like a fact that no one could know. Like they're very pedestrian at it. Um, usually heckler, hecklers I will do well with because, um, you know, I, I, that, that club that I got my, my teeth cut in, they had seven shows a night. So I would do seven shows a night and Oof. yeah. And, and it, these aren't great shows. People were begging people from Times Square to come in. So they would come in and they weren't like, you know, necessarily savvy audience members. She had a lot of drunk people, a lot of like, I, I made a DVD when I was a kid, when I was a younger called heckled at ha, it was called ha. And, um, they, it was just like, I would take two weeks of a camera and just all the heckling from that two weeks. And it was enough to make a whole uh, DVD set. So I'm like, I've had a woman throw up at me. You have not experienced, nothing you can do will beat a woman th getting up to the lip of the stage. Uh, I got to hear the back. story. Yes. Wait, so she's at a show and she's throwing up so on you. So we're going back and forth. Now this, is what, now this is what I don't like hecklers, when they're drunk and they're angry. Usually what I do is instead of like, if they're like, F you, I, go, I don't say F you, I go, I agree. I, you can't hate me more than I hate me. I have such low self-esteem. So now we're in agreement even though we're arguing and it's confusing. So it usually will, will right. So this was before I figured this out. So this was F you and then I'm saying horrible things like I wish AIDS on you, but I feel bad for the AIDS, you know, stuff like that. So, uh, we're, you know, it's just, it's awful. We're going back and forth and she realizes the best way to get at me is to, Stand up to the lip of the stage, turn bright green, cock her head back, and projectile vomit at me. You guys want to get into comedy? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've seen I've seen guys throw ashtrays. This is when we used, there used to be smoking in clubs. This guy, my friend, was on stage, and they were going back and forth, and this guy just starts taking ash, whoosh, ripping crash, him crash, and he's a tough guy from Brooklyn, so he's just standing there, and they're sort of shoom, crash. Shoom, crash. And the MC <laughs> just goes, if you throw one more ashtray. <laughs> I mean, you see the, I see these YouTube videos, I'm saying at least once a month where a comedian is getting attacked or something thrown at him or booed off stage or they're walking off the set. So I've definitely seen it a lot more over the last, you know, couple of years than I have in the past for sure. Well, definitely that's the sexy videos, right? That's the ones we want to see. You, you don't want to watch NASCAR. You want to watch the crash for sure. Um, that's why it's important that you record as much as possible because you never know what's going to happen. Uh, but, you know, I don't 
I would never encourage heckling. Most comedians have their own material. They don't need your help. People are so ego-driven. They're like, I really helped you. Like, no, dummy. <laughs> I, I got a show. <laughs> yeah, I'm running on a treadmill. You put a hurdle down. I jumped over it and kept running. Like, you're not, you know what I mean? Like, just because I had to flex the muscle that I don't want. I don't want to, I'm, do, I'm working on chest. You know, I'm, I don't want to show my, my calves. But you made me do that. Does it ever happen? I mean, I, I think it happens to everybody at different points. So if you ever just kind of draw a blank, you're up on you're up on stage, the lights are bright, and you're like, you just kind of lost your train of thought. How do you overcome that? Does it, maybe that doesn't for, happen to Rich is funny. Well, no. For me, if I don't know where I am, um, since I am good at improv, I can just talk, hey, what's your name? What do you do? And I can make funny on the spot. And while I'm doing that, my brain's like, do, do, where are you? And I don't normally have to worry about that because I have like a Rolodex of stuff. The only time I have to worry about is like if I'm working and they're like, we want you to do one show 45 and a different show 45. So I'm like, okay, I better sort of save, uh, you know, it's an hour and a half of material. It's a lot of material. So you're like, okay, I got to save this and that and the other. But if I ever draw a blank, I'm always like, oh, so um, when's the last time you shaved? Uh <laughs> what's what's that product in your hair can fix her like what you know then I can while we're talking my brain starts oh, okay there you and then that way I don't you go. could just talk to yourself I, you have I never met a man that has more accents and voices than you <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's funny when I when I was n- newer I worked uh, I was I was on a cruise ship and I never worked a cruise ship before and I was like petrified so I, I don't normally practice but I was like all right let me just try to organize this and so the, the walls are very thin you can hear everything between everything so the guy next door calls he's like are you um are you a puppet act i'm like what do you mean he's like why do i hear all these voices because <laughs> <laughs> i'm in there going, oh yes i am very very good and like i'm doing all these you know all these different voices and stuff and he thought i had puppets that's great yeah what voices are you working on next what accent i don't um is there one that you just can't nail you're like i just i can't get this accent or you got them all uh no i don't have them all i would say well, we could start. We could accent off. You can name some, and then we'll see if I can do it. Yeah, because I'd like. I'd like to see that Australian. Yeah. That's a hard one. I know. That's why I went. With, that's a hard. I one. went with the hardest one right off the all bat. Right. It's always like good die. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. That's all right. Yeah, it's not. That one's not great. That's no. a tough one, though. I heard that Boy. one's a tough one. Yeah, that's a tough. one. Do you one. do the Irish one then? Because the Irish one, you just can't understand me. Oh, don't put there. Oh, God, my mind is Gordon. You come in there with the whole thing like one there with the spirit. That's and he just. That's great. Yeah. And these are usually based on characters. So, like, there was a guy. An Irish guy just DM'd us that he took offense to the way you just said that. Oh, good. <laughs> good, good. Hey, can you read it? It's just X, V, G, J. County Cork. County Cork. Oh, man. That's great. I hope I didn't peek out your thing. No, it's perfect. Okay. We could blast this thing. Who are some of your comedian influencers? Because I, I get some different vibes from you. I don't. I have a lot. So yeah. when I, so this is this is kind of how my dad and I. Uh, my dad's um, a great guy, but he does not. He doesn't have access to emotions, right? So um, I don't think any dads in, the, in that kind of generation really. No, do. I don't think he so. He say I love you to you. He you uh, he did, it. but I had to like kind of, you know, I had to sort of beg for it. <laughs> like, do I look fat? It was I was one of those like, hey, dad, you know. Do you love me? Uh, it, what's he gonna say? <laughs> yeah, but I don't want to admit it. Like he he does that. He's he has to fight through it. You have to keep in mind his grandparents. I mean, my grandparents are Holocaust survivors, so he grew up by himself. No toys, no family. Like he was just figuring it all out while they were working twenty hours a day, and he was charity, right? So he doesn't have access to a lot of like he's. You're like oh, like, and then you see sometimes like 
why is he so weird when he gets in a line? My dad freaks out when he's in line. Because to him, mm. his father, a line meant you were either going to a work camp or your death. So lines had a had a like it's like a, does anybody like a line in any ways? No, I guess not. But it, it was more of a visceral reaction. That's so interesting. my father, he he when I said I want to be a comedian, so I was young. So what he did, this is he would buy tapes on eBay of comedians. So he was like, because he's a research guy. So he's like, you got to study, you got to study, you got to study. So I would I would have all of the and so when I would. Just watch comedy while I and listen to comedy on like I listen to like I would say Steve Martin I loved his silliness Robin Williams I loved his improv and mania and all that I love Robin Williams I loved um, George Carlin how he would be like say something serious and then something silly um, I love um, I love I love anger because that's easy access for me um, <laughs> I love Lewis Black his anger Bill Hicks his anger. Um, I also like how Bill Hicks had like a real point of view, which is hard to do now. Now it's a whole, you you get into anything with a point of view and half the audience is like, I'm out. Either side, either side. Um, I like, um, I liked, uh, believe it or not, I did like Bill Cosby before the whole, oh, and the raping and the pudding and just falling asleep and the wild gations. I liked, uh, he was a great comedian. Eddie Murphy, huge. Which Eddie Murphy, I listened to, comedian or delirious and i was like this would not fly today like people i listened to Chappelle's special and i i personally loved it people he got a zero on rotten tomatoes on the new one that's on netflix right now zero they were like no what did they take so much offense on everything sheesh well i mean it's it's pretty edgy (laughs) it's pretty edgy what was something he said that you were kind of like wow he went there um he doesn't believe the victims of michael jackson (laughs) that's pretty harsh you know, yeah, but you know what? I don't know if I believe him. I saw that. I saw that documentary. That guy Wade has been chasing fame his whole entire life. What about the other one? Uh, Wade gave him a cut of some book deal. Yeah, I, I listen. I, listen, it's Hollywood. It's entertainment. No one will really ever know the truth. And and I know that those two guys certainly, at least from my vibe, was fame chasing and trying to get. Did their you see the whole documentary? I probably fell asleep for a good amount of it. Okay, so you don't – if you watch the whole documentary, it's really hard to believe they're not telling the truth, right? It's really hard to believe. The joke he said was Macaulay Culkin never accused him of, and he's like, that'd be the first boy. I ain't a a molester, (laughs) but if it was, that'd be the first one. I'm paraphrasing, but that's – yeah. But that's that's what goes back to what I wanted to even first talk, talk first start talking to you about is how can you do a stand up show? How can you be Well, I have like, me, it's so, so hard here, right So now. here's the way it's to just, do it. words are just air in my opinion. I agree with you. However, um we're in a different time where um I don't understand it, right? I it, it's like me trying to understand what it's like to be a black Asian woman. You know what I mean? Like I don't have any perspective on that. I was very triggered because he said black Asian and it was. It's just I don't get it. Like um, I also think it's a sad way to live when you're one, running around and not enjoying the obvious fruits of comedy. And you know what comedy does? It gives you serotonin, endorphins. You live a longer, happier life. When you laugh a lot, you leave going like, man, I feel good. I'm high off of life, yo. But when you're um, bogged down and going, hey, I'm very, tr- I'm going to get, it, it, it's a sad way to live. If you're a Yelp person that's constantly leaving bad reviews and, and that's, you're, 
that's a prison within your own mind. And Yelp, that's Yelp's a whole other scam. We could get into that. Yeah, they, they, I mean, pay, they, they want you to pay to have this removed and that yeah, removed. Yeah, yeah, Yelp and all the. But but I'm saying like um, like and, for example, I have like some pain in my history, which I wrote a new joke about. Like, oh, how can I take my pain and make it funny? So my grandparents survived the Holocaust, which never made sense to me. My parents used to send me to Jew camp every summer by train. All that's true. My wife is from Holland. We live together. Well, she lives in the attic. Oh, that's true. You know, I have jokes that are painful. Make it funny. I had a, a molest uh, a guy who called me a sexual stalker when I was like four years old and so now when i get a call from an unknown number i come you understand like that's <laughs> so i took pain and made it funny like that's a horrible experience i had like i always was like i wasn't actually but that's that's gonna screw up some and so i the way i frame it is i say like this is a really hard time for women right so now i'm saying you know you imagine there's a whole movement called me too like two women were talking, like, he tried to grab your titty, me too. Boom, they made a whole movement. And I think I'm elevated, but I'm creepy. And that reason is, and then I tell the, that, the, and then I explain what yoga pants do, does to me. Does, do you, are you, does yoga pants drive you crazy? Huge fan. I'm a huge fan. I mean, I, and I was talking to this girl who was, she was really awoke. I mean, she was awoke, I mean, whew, she has a lot of espresso. So she's like, the original joke was I'm like, my, my take was, hey, stop wearing yoga pants. It's driving me crazy. She's like, stop telling people what to wear. I'm like, okay, so let me change the frame. So now let me work with it. So I'm like, and, okay, don't change. So say I have a problem. I, I'm on a plane and I'm looking and I'm eye level and I'm like, I'm like, what's that noise? And I realize it's me. I'm like, is there a bear? I'm like, which makes sense because I'm married. It's in hibernation. So I'm like, and I go, but you can see everything. I'm like, oh my gosh, she's shaved. She's not shaved. She's a Libra. You need to pay your phone bill. Right? That's the joke. So it's pretty benign. It talks about like, hey, I'm like, yoga pants is a hard th- like. I I'm, I do not want to have a daughter. I mean, and I don't want to be a creep, but yoga pants makes me nuts. I'm like, <laughs> you know, I'm just trying, just trying to be honest. I don't want that. I have that effect on me, but it has that effect. You're on not me. you're not alone on that. You're not alone. Okay, good. But I don't want to, and I'm also saying don't wear whatever you want to wear. You know, I'm not shaming anybody for their choices but that's the navigation that's the hard thing for me i'm like i'm not doing a ted talk i am trying to make you laugh right i like what you're saying before as far as the power of laughter i think it's the best medicine in the world totally there's nothing better than going to a live comedy show when you're like when i'm in the zone and i'm like improving and then we're going back and forth and there's like that's just like the best there's no drug drink experience like that and that's the heroine of comedy when you're like a comedian and you catch that wave, when you're like, oh my gosh, I want to do this always. There's got to be no better feeling hearing that crowd roar and just no with better feeling when you're up on that stage. Yeah, and then also like also to know like you're actually there is I don't and there's a lot of ego in the business, but mm-hmm. there is something to like like there was a woman I did a benefit in Rhode Island for the station fund. This is years ago. Remember that thing the pyrotechnics and burned down, and um, this woman comes up to me after. And she's like, listen, I lost my daughter and I, you know, I didn't think I'd go on and you made me laugh. And I, and I'm like, well, are you going to buy my CD or not? Like, there's a line. <laughs> Hurry up, lady. <laughs> hey, I but, didn't say that part. But those, but, those are the touching stories. No, but man. those are the real, that's the real deal where you're like, all right, I'm not solve. you know, I'm not curing. I know I'm not curing cancer, but I am enhancing people's lives. And I also like. You know, because it's so divided, and I don't, I don't shame people for their beliefs. You can like whoever you like, and I understand there's reasons. There's very few people who are like, yeah, I'm a monster, and that's why I like the devil. There's always reasons, and I try to be empathetic to like just because you have a different point of view. I don't, 
I'm not, I don't hate you. I don't think you, you should die in a fire. Like, I'm not that guy. So I try to bring people together by going like, hey, we can laugh together and everybody can relax. And then we can try to like actually solve problems that are real. You know what I mean? Which is hard. It's a very hard time for that kind of stuff. Well, you're pushing through it and you're showing that you are, you are, uh, you are going to be a long-time veteran in the comedic industry. So, and you just keep getting better. I love, you know, you're, you're, you're now embracing social media. I love all the videos that you're doing. And I think for a lot of young comedians out there that maybe want to get into the industry or want to get on stage is take that advice and do your research, do your history and, 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 and learn from the greats and take something from all the greats. I don't think there's any shame in that. Don't steal their jokes, of course. No, you don't steal it. No, no, yeah, that's, the, that's the big thing is you don't steal their jokes, but like, so I can look at, um, what do I like? So the other night I was at on stage. This is a perfect example of what we're talking about. So I was on stage, and there's a, this woman has a like a, a huge purse thing, and so I just pick it up and start going through it. Now it's a it's a Robin Williams esque move, but I'm not taking any jokes from Robin Williams, right? And then I okay, she's got a Hello Kitty um, notebook, so my brain immediately thinks of a young Asian girl. Now, you can choose to write a letter, protest, throw eggs at my house, uh, ban me, do whatever you got to do, but it's a pretty benign association. Hello Kitty is very popular among young Asian girls, so I think it's funny. Now, I'm sure there's going to be some people that are triggered, and I'm, I'm not... I'm not opposed to being Asian, and I'm not opposed to. You see what I'm saying? Like I, I don't want to have to go down the rabbit hole of explaining. You know what I mean? And um, you know, that's just what it is. But it was a lot of fun, and that was like, and that's something that I was like, oh, okay, that's a Robin Williams esque move because I'm. That's mm-hmm. my my special sauce is thinking quick. So I was like, all right, let me do that. Or, um, you know, I like I. You know, and also you have to do it carefully, right? So like some of the stuff I'm like, all right, this is this is pun I punch up. So like God is a black woman. That's punching up. So now I can do the black woman voice and people are not gonna look to get offended because I'm saying God is a black woman. So that's hard to associate as a negative. And if you do go to that extra mile, well that's a, that, then you're something's broken in you. Then that's that's sad. You that's know? brilliant though. That, that that's great. That's the that that's the psychology of comedy and then how to embrace all, all, all genders, all ethnicities. I like that. That's like great. Mel Brooks said, I would always make fun of the Nazis, never the victims. And I was like, all right, you're a little bit too smart. <laughs> you name some comedians that you love, the great ones that you got into. What comedians do you hate? You look at them. I, I'm reading online here, and maybe it's not yours. All these comedians hate Dane Cook. I don't know if you're one of them. I don't know why they all um, hate him. Is there a comedian out there you're just like, I how would, is... Well, here's the thing with Dane. Um, Dane... I, I, before I met him, you know, it's, he's an easy guy to hate. Now, why is he an easy guy to hate? He's good looking. He's, um, you know, it was a lot of, I think he's better than he's ever been. And I, you know, a lot of people were like, well, he's talking loud and saying nothing. He's funny. He does have funny inside of him. And now when I was watching him recently, I was like, he's really good. Like he's actually, excuse me, he's really good. Um, He's, you know, he's just at the top, you know, it's the top of the heap. The, the, the top poppy. I think uh, Rogan was talking about this. People just want to knock down the top person, you know. Um, some, you know, like um, I I never saw, Al- I, I know Ali Wong, but I never watched her. So I watched specials like, it's great. 
I, I gotta say it's great. Like there's some comedians I'm like, ah, it's great. I I kind of go in like being like, oh, I'm gonna hate this. I'm like, oh no, I love this. this you is guys great. are kind of. It's kind of a fraternity too. I think you guys all kind of. Not support. at all. Oh really? I'm wrong. <laughs> in New York, yes. New, L A. My experience there, no. L A. To me was like really people just um, on their cell phones. You know, this is this is my impression of L A. Comedy. Uh huh. Oh, your grandmother died. Is she sag? Uh huh. And just looking for a more important person. Now, I don't mean to make sweeping generalizations. That was just my experience where I was like, oh, it's it's like pe- they look at you like like chickens. You know in cartoons when it's like a chicken was like a meal? So if you don't have a lot to uh, – New York, very different. There is a fraternity in New York, I believe. Um, and also like you start you start knowing people for years. You know what I mean? Years. You know, and that's – like I have, I have friends I've been friends with like 15, 20 – I mean years. So – that's, you know, but there is a lot of, you're also in competition, right? And there's also a lot of jealousy. Like, why am I, you know, in this anonymous program known as my career versus, because I'm, in my mind, I'm funnier than X, Y, and Z, you know? If you think I'm going to name a comedian I don't like, that's, that's gonna, not going to happen. Good. I've learned that. I, I used to be the loose lips McGee guy. Um, and then I, and also I changed my opinions. Like, I used to not like this guy. And then I, I was like, oh, no, I like him. Like, we went to South Africa together, and because he liked me, he was torturing me, like playing jokes on me all the time, and my ego got inflamed. And then years later, I was like, oh, no, I like this guy a lot. So I'm glad I, you know, I would regret saying, oh, I don't like X, Y, and Z. Did I say Aziz? No, X, Y, and Z. <laughs> We're talking to Rich Aronovich. This man is one of my favorite comedians. If you have not seen him, make sure you see him live. Go to Rich is Funny. You can see his tour schedule. Follow him on Instagram. Rich is Funny. Makes awesome videos. Him and his wife, which is I think is going to be a long-lasting, stable relationship, is making these great videos with your wife. And I know that I think Guinness Book of World Records is coming knocking for having a telemarketer on the phone for the longest call. Are, are you, did you oh. break that record? How long have you got a telemarketer when they call you? I think Guinness is coming to call you. Well, that was yeah, that was pretty cool. I I love I I hate I keep hearing this thing. I hate telemarketers, probably because I was one at some point. And um, what, I think someone put your phone though on a list because you get a lot of calls. I do. I get a lot of calls. So I get really annoyed. So there's there's one thing you could say like horrible things to them or the, they usually hang up on you. That's what annoys me. It's like, you called me. <laughs> so I get the um, the car warranty one all the time. BTW, I don't own a car. So why the car? Yeah. So I get the car warranty one a lot. Student loans. I don't have any student loans. I got onto some sort of list. I got on some sort of list and my phone number is constantly. So... I also used to make prank calls, so or I do still sometimes, um, and that's my karma. So I would, I like called up like um, I got some great ones. I called up this zoo in Iowa, and I was making this lady think that I was gonna um, that I was gonna uh, donate my lion to the zoo, and she's like, "You can't." I was like, "What if I just leave it outside with a note? You know, just put it out there with a note. You guys take it, you know, that kind of thing." And then I got, I got it's a great. These are great calls. So. Um, so I'm trying to get, you know, it's so funny. I keep trying to find animators and they keep flaking on me. I'm on like number five for animators who have like, oh yeah, I could do this for a reasonable price. And then they, nope. <laughs> I'm on number five. But anyways, they're great. I, I called them. Um, That'd be great to re-release those. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I like the animation behind it too. Yeah. I want to I want to get it like a simple, I don't need big bells and whistles. I need some simple animation so we have just something to look at while we have these calls. But uh, I got really, a guy that does stop motion Legos. Maybe we could do something like that with it. Stop motion Legos? 
Yeah, he he he'll, he'll he won't want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of work. Um, but anyways, yeah. So I maybe that's the karma. But I I do love because that's again the secret sauce. I'm gonna be thinking. Quick. That's great improv practice though for you. Oh yeah, I love it. Like we were on a boat. I was on a ship with this guy Brad Upton. Great guy. Great comic. He went like viral on this dry bar thing. I don't know if you've heard I of it. I haven't this. seen that. I'll yeah, that. he went viral, and he's a great guy. And so. I get a call. We're like we're we're writing together, and then uh, he I'm like, record me. And so I had this guy on, and he's like he's trying not to laugh because I'm saying crazy things. And normally they hang up right away, but this guy kind of hooked in. <laughs> I think this is a pretty recent one. And then the another one, I, yeah, I just I'm I'm always with my wife. I'm like, hey, record, record, okay, you know. And I put on speaker and I try to get him. You know what I've been getting, which is scary, and I and I don't want to mess with them. I'm getting recordings from like the police station. Please donate to our police fund. And you can't say no to a police officer. That is, have you haven't got that one yet? I don't even want to say yes or no because I don't want to start getting into there. I'm not saying no to the cops. That's what I'm saying. No, I don't police officer called me and said, if I say no to this guy, he's giving me a ticket 100% next time he pulls me over. I got to donate money now. Um, what I would do if in that situation, okay, let's role play. All right. Here, watch out. This is the phone call. Okay. Hi, Mr. Ernich. This is Bill Anderson from Palm Beach Police Officers. We're doing our annual fun ball this year. We'd love to have your support and contribution as we protect your community and your family and your wife. Oh, thank you. Uh, Sir, we we have... (laughs) (laughs) Ring, ring. (laughs) Sir, we got disconnected, Mr. Ernich. We could come to your address and talk to you about this in person or we could do it over the phone. Click. <laughs> I don't know how you get out of that one. Yeah, and next that week, and, 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 and when you wonder why they're following you, waiting for you to go one mile over the speed limit, wouldn't you not take the call after the second time if you like pretend like you're, you're gonna a bad a, you're gonna ghost area? you're gonna ghost the police? Mistake. Yeah, but I live in New York. I don't drive. The key, I think, is to donate and you just give one number, one credit card number off by accident. Maybe then. Oh, that's not bad. No, that's mean. You can dig it a little bit. That's right. <laughs> I don't. They don't need my money. They, what do you mean? They're, they I don't... pay taxes. They're getting my money. They need they need things. Well, I would do a benefit show. I would say, listen, I'll do a benefit show. For oh, you so guys. he's going to barter. He's going to trade. See that? Yeah, now I that's w- where the brains thinking. Yeah, that's them. where I go. Listen, uh, let's do it. Let's set up a show. I'll perform. We'll raise money. You know, I'll chart. You know, just get just pay for my travel, and we're good. Is it true you French kissed Charo on the Tonight Show with Jay? Leno? I didn't French kiss. Well, oh it? yes, here we go. Let's hear the story. Okay, so this let's is pretty cool. Story. So um, I heard your tongue touch Charo's on Jay Leno. No, we didn't touch tongues. Well, come on, we want to hear the behind the scenes and the green room. And everything. We're getting it all for you guys. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. <laughs> so uh, this is 2008. Um, they were doing a segment called Jaywalking. They didn't realize I was a comedian. So I'm doing the sketch. Um, at Oakwood, I think it was called Oakwood at the time, and then at some point, Jay's, uh, hey, you know, so uh, what, 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 uh, what, what do you do for a living? I'm like, well, I'm a comedian, actually. Like, and then they were like, oh, no. Like, oh, no, we're going to have a guy who's going to be one of those guys, which I wasn't. So they were like, yeah, maybe we're not. And then I just sort of very pushily, just kind of when they went to like, all right, well, we're going sh- to do this thing over here because they had a different segment for me. So they were going to do this thing over here. So I just kind of went with them and just sort of sat in the middle. And they're like, oh, we're not getting rid of this guy. So I just pushed my way through. And they're like, all right, well, I guess we're going to use him. And then the surprise was it was like a Christmas thing. And the surprise was the the woman that comes knocking on the door. We didn't know this. It was Charo. Coochie, coochie, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that, that Charo. And so we started dancing around with her. And uh, she was... She was quite fun. Like, apparently her husband is one of the most 
rich entertainers in Spanish music history or something. Yeah, they're mega house powerhouse. Yeah, those big, two. big pegger. Yeah, big, big, big. Um, but uh, yeah, it was it was just like one of those lucky random things that I was like, all right, I'm involved in this. This is good. And I try to be very clear when I'm like, say he did a sketch on the Tonight Show because I want to be transparent. I don't want to like, you know how people like. I just I was just on a cruise and this guy was like. He's name dropping all, you know, his whole, he's very talented, but like everyone's really turned off by, I was in Hancock and I was in, and we're like, we looked it up. He's like third crossing guard. Like, all right. Yeah. Like my elbow was next to Al Pacino on any given Sunday. So you can see my elbow. And I get it. It's a lot of bells and whistles. Like I performed at Madison Square Garden. Sounds big. I performed in the theater in Madison Square Garden. That doesn't seat 20,000 people. Put it on your resume anyways. We were talking to Rich is Funny, one of the funniest comedians out there. And you're going to play a game with me called Golden's Word for Word. Clear your brain right now. Take a sip of your coffee. This is the rules of the game. How it goes is I say one word, maybe a, someone's name, a word. You could only respond with the first word that comes to your mind. Great game. Okay, so we're going to play this game right here, right now. Let me cue it up here on the screen. You understand the rules. You don't have any questions, Chew. do you? Oh, sorry. <laughs> You have no questions, Chew. right? You know oh, no, what you're no. doing? <laughs> Donate to the police. Oh, no. Listen, and, and listen, there's a punishment if you do bad in this game, so make sure you win. All right? Okay, okay. All right, here we go. This is Word for Word with Rich Aronovich. Picnic. Bugs. Hair. Fro. Give me some music producer for this game. I like some music in the background. Now we're talking. Alligator. Crocodile. Antonio Brown. Antonio Banderas. Fallopian tube. Vaz Deverins. New York. Oh! Razor. Sharp. Donald Trump. Rung. Vegan. Gluten. Miley Cyrus. Drugs. The Rock. Dwayne. Circumcision. Ouch. Tom Brady. Ouch. Pubes. Trim. Kardashian. <laughs> Amy Schumer. Comedy. Jewish. Judaism, not Judy wasn't. Duty. Poopy. And that was word for word with Rich Aronovich. 100% A plus on that. Congratulations, our highest score in word for word. <laughs> I got the highest score. I get the highest score? Highest I get the score. $1,000? You get a pair of golden glasses we're going to give you. Oh, actually, nice. you know what I'm going to give you? What? I'm going to give you right now. The iPad? You're going to actually oh. eat a piece of gold right now. Do you trust me? Yeah. All right, here we go. I'll eat one with you. Here we go. So Rich and I, I don't do this to many guests, but you played that game. Excellent. Ooh, it's a big piece. This will put some hair in your chest. Go ahead and take that. Where have your fingers been? It's still early. It's in the day. All right, so <laughs> um, cheers to the gold. And uh, we're going to eat pure gold right now. Here we go. Tell me how it tastes. Have you ever had gold before? It's sticking to my fingers. I think in Goldschlager. <laughs> um, I would say it tastes like a, tastes like my tax bracket just went up. <laughs> <sighs> just tell me when you poop later what it really looks like. I, I hope it comes out like corn. It's going to look beautiful. That was fun. That one of those was hard for me. Which one? I don't want to say which one. I think you lied. Wait, did you did you not say the first word that came to your mind in that game just now? I, I think... might have not. Do I have to puke up the, the, the gold now? No. 
I think I said it. I think I said something, and you didn't. I, you didn't I truthfully didn't, say yeah, what you I didn't wanted want to, to because say. Because I'm trying to be. A cl- I'm trying to keep it classy. I said Amy. It was Amy Schumer, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah. it? I felt that. What happened was I knew Amy. This is what happened. So my ego got. Bruised. I appreciate you being honest. Though. Yeah, I know, but I don't want to look. I don't want to say anything. She's very, very funny. She's very talented. She works very, very hard. She's good at what she does. Here's where my ego gets bruised. I know her before she got famous, like many, many comedians. I think we have a better relationship in my mind than we do. So I see we're walking on the street in New York. I happen to see her. This is after she's blown up. She's not quite the megastar, but she's big. And, and she doesn't realize there's a guy in Mississippi who wants to hire her. And I'm trying to get her paid a lot of money behind her back. So I'm trying to do the right thing by her so she doesn't know all this. So I see her on the street. She sees me. And I go, oh, hi, Amy. And she looks at me. She realizes I'm not very important. She goes, oh, like disappointed and high. And then keeps walking. So my ego just got bruised. I understand. Also, from her perspective, she's now in a whole different category where all these fair weather friends are becoming like, hey, what can you do for me? And how can you help me? And she probably looked at me as one another person who's trying to get something and from meanwhile, her. And meanwhile, you were trying to help her. Right, which is just fine. But th- so I'm not mad at her and I don't disagree. So I had my ego had a memory of like, so the, the real thought was, oh, that was what I was going to say. But I don't want to sound like I'm dissing on Amy Schumer because – She's great. She's funny. Her show was great. She's great. Everything's great about And she wasn't specifically mean to me. She just went, oh, here's another guy that's trying to get something from me. Well, here we go. And that's, that happens a lot. Like, I, you know, I was, like, I saw that with Jim. Like, there's a lot, like, a lot of people were trying to get to me to get to Jim. Like, it, it was weird. And I was like, oh, imagine this on a macro scale. So totally understand the point of view. That's why when people are like, oh, these celebrities, they don't want to take, like, I went to a ball game with, um, Hatfield from Metallica, right? So he's a mega, 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 mega superstar. Now, I'm not a huge Metallica fan, so I wasn't fanning out. I was talking to him like I talked to you or talked to anybody else. So we're having a good conversation, blah, 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 and some guy walks up, says, can I take a picture? And he's explaining, if I take a picture with you, I'm going to be here for a couple hours, like literally. And so the entire ball game, people walking up, trying to get this sign, trying to get this picture, trying to get the, I mean, the whole ball game. I'm like, imagine living your life like that. Like, it's crazy. You know what I mean? It's crazy. Do you, do you want that? Do you want that fame or infamy? Or you just want to keep being able to do what you love to do? Jim. Because once you're on that level, though, you can nope. obviously earn a lot more income. Yeah. Well, I, I want to I stay. Really, Jim is at the perfect level for me. Jim Brewer. He can eat a plate of spaghetti. He gets recognized, but it's not where he can't, like, pop. I don't want paparazzi. I don't want to be my life invaded. I don't want to be Coke or Pepsi. I don't want to be Kevin Hart. You know what I mean? I want to be just like, oh, yeah, I know that guy, but not where it's like, yeah, that's too much pressure. I don't want that, you know? Listen, and luckily, Netflix is going to be see this. I know from this show, when you get your Netflix special, you make sure you thank the Golden Boy. I, I Yeah, I'm sure. It's, yeah. Marvin, that new sound you're looking for? Listen to this. It would have happened, but it sounds like I was negative with Amy Schumer. No. <laughs> Listen, and I, I don't think any of our viewers or listeners think that you're trying to throw shade or hate on any successful comedians, but Rich is Funny tells it how it is. Yeah. I like that. I like that Back to the Future reference, though. Johnny be good. Yeah. Dom. <laughs> Ma. Marty. We, we always like to end our show with some golden nuggets. You seem like a man that's seen a lot all over the world, interacted mm-hmm. with all different types of people. What type of wisdom golden nuggets can you share with our viewers, our listeners? Words of wisdom, mm. something that you've learned on this planet Earth that you can now share with all of our viewers. Um, Dig deep in that 
hair. There's a lot. There's a lot going on right now. There was a whole bunch of thoughts. I would say this: emanate a puppy. Unconditional, loving, with motive, without motive. To me, that's when I like think of God. You know, I used to think of the bearded guy with the lightning bolt, clearly gold. You know, control, and I go, you know what? I'm going to be more like when I see a puppy. I go, I understand unconditional love, absolutely. So I say, you know, I'm going to try to be more unconditionally loving and forgiving for people who are hurt. Be like a puppy. I like that. Be like a puppy. Puppiers are great. Who doesn't love a puppy? I mean, I, how can you not like a oh, There's nothing better than a puppy. They pee all over the place. They bite everything. You got to go clean them. You can't go on vacations. Who's walking the puppy? I'm not saying you got to own the puppy. You uh, know when you go to like a... Be like a puppy. Yeah. When don't, you, you don't want a puppy. Just no, be no, like one. It's like when you go to like a, a petting thing and you just pick it up. <laughs> like a nephew or a niece. You give it back. That one's like, it. own a puppy. You were talking about my Donald Trump picture out there. You saw someone smash and hit. Can you give me one Donald Trump impersonation for the people who really, are going to hate this or love this? Really, really big problems. You know, I've been talking with Mr. Gold. It, really, I love his toilet. It's made out of gold. And we're talking about really, really big problems. Amy Schumer, a big problem, okay? She's not acknowledging the Donald, and it's really, really a big problem. Thank you. <laughs> this was Rich is Funny. Rich Aronovich. Follow him right on Instagram. Rich is Funny. That's his website. Bring you to all his links, his tour schedule. It's someone you got to see. We appreciate your time coming into our studio today. It was awesome. This is great. We had a lot of fun today. I had no idea if this was going to happen. It happened. Come on. <laughs> Some people talk, which we did, but we do. So we did and talk together. Thanks, Ed. Talk going to me. We appreciate your time. Viewers, listeners, like, subscribe, share. We love when you do all that stuff. Helps us bring guests like this man onto our show, onto our program. Always thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Talk Golden to Me video podcast show from the lofts of Berman Berman is where our studios is based. Tune in next time. This was our Funny Friday episode. We out of here. Peace. Goodbye. We're off. <laughs>